Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, August 30th. Joe Biden's presidency is facing its toughest tests yet, and how he makes his way through this time may indeed start to build his legacy. If you look back through history, it's actually not terribly uncommon for August to just be a really tough month for presidents. You may think of it as a month of vacation, people trying to get away before the school year starts. That is not the case for the U.S. president, of course, who can never really take time away from his job. And Joe Biden is learning that quite acutely. He is facing some of the toughest tests of his presidency to date. Here was White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki today giving the view from inside the White House, a White House that is dealing with multiple crises at once. I would say that addressing crises is what government is supposed to do. Uh, It's what any president is supposed to do. Uh, And so when you have moments like this, you have to rely on strong and capable team members and you have to uh, you have to uh, be nimble enough to adapt quickly. Is it tough? Yes. Are the days long? Yes. Uh, Is it always going to be perfect? No. Uh, But this is exactly what government is supposed to be doing. An immediate test on his plate is dealing with the natural disaster that is now Tropical Storm Ida. You know that Ida made landfall in the U.S. as a monster Category 4 hurricane, and it just sort of sat over the state of Louisiana for quite some time throughout the night. In fact, nearly half the state is without power. We know of one death officially attributed to the storm, but the governor is already warning that death toll is likely to rise. There remains a huge concern all across the Gulf Coast in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama about life-threatening flash floods. It is one thing to see that the levees held in New Orleans. We all remember Katrina back in 2005. That was not the case. But seeing an entire city like that without power in a really grave time as they are battling coronavirus as well with very full hospitals. These two crises converge in unwelcome ways. President Biden met with his FEMA team today and addressed Ida this afternoon. And some folks are still dealing with the storm surge and flash flooding. And there are roads that are impassable due to debris and down power lines. And we need people to continue to shelter in place if it's safe for them to do so. The people of Louisiana and Mississippi are resilient, and but it's uh, in moments like these that we can certainly see the power of government to respond to the needs of the people if government's prepared and if they respond. That's our job if we work together. The folks get knocked down, we're there to help you get back on your feet. We're, we're going to stand with you and the people of the Gulf as long as it takes for you to recover. The president had already declared Louisiana an official disaster area, what more he's able to do from here on out to make sure that all aspects of the federal government are contributing to supporting and aiding what needs to be done on the ground, that will be the key test in the days to come. That was the test that President Bush failed in large part back in 2005 with Katrina. Let's see how Joe Biden applies lessons learned from that this time around. Of course, one of the other major tests on the president's plate is wrapping up a 20-year war in Afghanistan. As you're listening to this podcast, it is already August 31st in Afghanistan. The deadline has come, and the United States has wrapped up its military presence in Afghanistan after 20 years. 
Sadly, the U.S. was not able to do this in the closing days without significant loss of life. In fact, in the closing hours of the military mission in Afghanistan, the United States carried out its second defensive airstrike in Kabul. And it's an airstrike that reportedly killed 10 civilians, including two two-year-old girls. The airstrike targeted a suspected ISIS-K suicide bomber who posed a, quote, imminent threat to the airport, according to U.S. Central Command. However, despite the hundreds of civilian casualties, as well as those 13 service members who died at that bombing at Abbey Gate at the Hamid Karzai International Airport last week, we learned this morning that in the 24-hour period from 3 a.m. Eastern yesterday to 3 a.m. Eastern today, still 1,200 evacuees departed Afghanistan on 26 military C-17 aircrafts. You're talking about more than 120,000 people have been evacuated from Afghanistan when all is said and done in basically a two-week period. It's an astonishing, astonishing accomplishment on behalf of the American military. But that military accomplishment and reaching the end of this mission is not where the Afghanistan story is going to end, of course. Now Joe Biden is going to face questions about who did get left behind and what are the efforts being taken now with no U.S. military presence to be able and get more people out. Secretary of State Antony Blinken late today was expected to address just that, but keep watching for him to paint the path forward now that this has moved from a military operation to what is now really a diplomatic mission. And just because the military is gone does not mean that the immediate ISIS-K threat to the U.S. is gone. In fact, President Biden has been warning that attacks are still imminent. The weight of all of this on the president's plate was clear on his face yesterday as he attended the dignified transfer at Dover, Delaware, when those service members' remains were returned home. That was Joe Biden as the mourner-in-chief. And with those two major events on Joe Biden's plate, he can never forget COVID. The U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy was warning yet again that while the vaccines are clearly still working against severe illness and hospitalization and death, the data suggests that protection from those vaccines is waning. And we know this Delta variant continues to grow throughout the country. Only 52.3% of the total eligible U.S. population is fully vaccinated. That is still a test for Joe Biden's leadership to convince more Americans to get vaccinated. All of this, as we see Joe Biden's approval ratings from the American public taking a bit of a hit. He is now under 50% approval if you average all the polls that are out there. He's about 47% approval. That is not where a party wants to see their standard bearer, their president, heading into a midterm election year. So Democrats doing what Democrats do are now starting to do a lot of that public hand-wringing concerned whether or not Joe Biden is going to be in a politically healthy enough position next year to help stave off the traditional and historic losses that a president's party usually suffers in its first midterm election. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.